Hello and welcome to today's episode of Prossima Jornada Meets. For this episode, I was lucky enough to chat with George Race, who is an author, a football coach, a great football mind, and at the time of recording, he was the technical director at FC Barcelona. Uh, he's since left that role. Um, the conversation was brilliant. He he offers great insight into where he thinks football is going within the next five to ten years. We also speak about what sets Portuguese coaches and managers apart from countries around Europe um, the continued success of Portuguese coaches despite coming from a country just over 10 million uh, we speak about some of the differences in ideology and philosophy and George talks about his book Tactical Periodization which was first produced as his thesis in university it was then recommended to be published as a book to be sold by Professor Vitor Frad who we will get into um, sort of the role he's had on Portuguese football and football in general but overall it was a wonderful chat it's always brilliant to speak to someone who lives and breathes football and has such a great understanding so without further ado here's my interview with George Coutores let me know what you think and enjoy I'm joined today by George Coutores who is a great football mind I've been reading some of his literature recently uh, most notably is his new book. George, just give us a bit of a background into how you got into football, your sort of background with, because I know you do, uh, you're working currently as a technical director of Barcelona, and obviously you've studied in both Barcelona and, and in Porto. So give us, take us right back to the start. All right. Yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you, Aaron, uh, for the invitation to to share here uh, some time with you. Um well, uh, football, as, as you know, here in Portugal is uh, it's very, very popular. And, uh, well, we, we grow up uh, already with uh, a lot of enthusiasm around us, uh, uh, calling us to, to play football, mostly. Uh, 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 also here in Portugal, street football is becoming less usual. But, well, mm-hmm. uh, in, my, in my childhood, I had this opportunity to, to share a lot of time playing with um, with my neighbors, with the older people in the school, and then also, of course, in uh, uh, some experience in uh, uh, in soccer clubs. But uh, what happened is that uh, uh, my passion was always uh, more uh, uh, directed to the, to the street football, to the freedom of football, to the to the non organized uh, structure of training. Uh, let's say, let's call it that. So uh, my experiences as, as let's say, uh, in the federation football clubs um, was not that that good. Probably also because I, I was not extraordinary player, but <laughs> mostly mostly I, I I have to say uh, because the uh, the practice the the training that uh, were proposed uh, were not. Uh, uh, um, attractive was not uh, enthusiastic was not as uh, as um, uh, attractive as to play uh, in the street uh, with freedom to explore with freedom to try these different things and it, mm-hmm. this this kind of approach uh, 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 that I experienced in training uh, I I early realized that it it should not be the the best way to promote creative players to promote uh, Different, different players, different style of players. Uh, so I, um, 
I realized that in, in, in Porto University, there were um, a, a, a famous professor with a kind of methodology that was, let's say, different from the others. And I tried, I tried to explore that, um, that opportunity to meet this, uh, this professor, to learn with him. And, uh, and that was the, the way I, I, I entered uh, the, the world of, of, of football training. Yeah. You spoke a lot about the street football and how the way you saw the football clubs, the way they were set up, they weren't necessarily promoting football in the way that you thought that football uh, should have been promoted. And then obviously going to university and, and George speaks about a professor there. I can only assume he's speaking about the, the legend, the great Professor Vito Frad, who completely revolutionised sort of football as we know it because a lot of our listeners today will be tuning in and they might not know a lot about tactics or they may not know a lot about tactical you know periodization uh yet they may watch the premier league every week uh, la liga bundesliga all these different places where the work that people like vito frad and his students such as yourself um will you know a putting work in and have been putting work in for, for years upon years. I mean, just we'll go into a little bit about the book because obviously that's what we want to cover. But just as a as a basis for those listening, tactical periodization is a is an idea of how football should be trained and it's not necessarily just football. It can be applied to all different walks of life, but this sort of study uh, applies it to the world of football and everybody from the, the big one everyone goes to is Jose Mourinho because he sort of brought these ideas and principles and philosophies to England when he first came to Chelsea but lots of Portuguese managers lots of managers across the world the likes of André Villas-Boas um, Vito Pereira Leonardo Jardim even foreign coaches such as Brendan Rodgers or have adapted tactical periodization and and saw it as a way of preparing players, not only for just that day-to-day basis, but prepares them with this game readiness. And as I say, it's a very, very complex topic. And the book, by the way, George, the book is fantastic. It's um, it's a really, really good read. There's some really, really important bits in there. Lots of things I didn't know that I sort of learned reading the book. And just the just the principles, if you had to give a breakdown of what, first of all, what tactical periodization is, and then also the, the bit that you focus a lot of in the book, which is this pattern, uh, morphocycle, which you which you refer to as, as the cellular my, the, the, the mother cell of the of the whole thing. What is tactical periodization? Well, first of all, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that you are well in... Uh, well prepared about about uh, what we are talking. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, both both the names that you mentioned, both the uh, some of the uh, the main characteristics of of, um, of this of this complex um, complex approach to training. You you you, you introduced it very well. Uh, well, uh, about these names, I've uh, also to to mention. Uh, Pet Blinders, that is um, that is an uh, actual uh, assistant uh, of the Jurem Club that uh, also was here in, in Porto, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I had also opportunity to share with him here, and uh, and he used to say a lot of times when he, he comes to some interviews that uh, Peter Fred was also a big inspiration to him, and uh, mm-hmm. and 
I have no doubts about that because I also saw the, the way uh, he had to to the way he evo the evolution of, of his approach to training since he comes from Netherlands to till the, the 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 moment he, he moved from FC Porto to to Liverpool. So um well to, to describe uh, to describe in a, a global way this this methodology first of all uh, can it can look like some complicated no, names uh, as you said uh, pattern morphocycle tactical periodization but the the, the logic uh, is not to be something complicated it's something that is complex uh, which is which is different because we we are we are talking about human beings about uh, football about life uh, so we are uh, uh, in a complex domain that was uh, during uh, the most part of the time uh, based or, or or oriented in a in a linear uh, way in a in a way that was not um, that was not coherent to this subjectivity of the human beings uh, with approach with the with a style of receipts that you have to do like this or you have to do like this. And the title periodization is a is a methodology that uh, first of all requires a context to start uh, being developed and to start being uh, uh, problematized. Uh, that there are uh, some some methodological principles inherent to this methodology, and also this pattern morphocycle, which is a, a guide to um, to develop the methodology. is a is a guide to structure uh, the time that you have between matches. Uh, is uh, the pattern morphocycle is is uh, um, is uh, based on the logic of a, a match uh, in a, in a seven days period, in a weekly a weekly dynamic match. But of course, if you uh, if you study deeply what is that periodization and uh, and uh, I have to say that there are a lot of misconceptions about this methodology because it was um, it became popular became famous as you said mostly with the with this Mourinho uh, boom uh, and a lot of people start writing about it without uh, studying it first without going deeply to it and even to know it or fraud to 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 hear from someone who had also the, the possibility to to work uh, alongside with with Mourinho and support with Bobby Robson and uh, of course uh, Mourinho not being a student of it or fraud but had this opportunity to 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 work with him and uh, after uh, he called Rifaria who was a student of professor uh, but well uh, I also uh, I think actually uh, a lot of a lot of uh, the metrics of methodology uh, Mourinho uh, gradually uh, became more more far uh, from what is these metrics became more uh, a kind of strategist than a, than a, a a coach that develop a qualitative identity of game, and then talk about tactical periodization is not about uh, this conception of tactical of one four three three or one four two four two. It's about to develop, as you said, uh, a collective culture, uh, uh, a collective uh, uh, intention that guides the interactions that uh, that will develop. Um, in the here and now uh, of the situation of the game, uh, so it's not about to to develop behaviors. It's about to develop uh, principles and uh, collective intentions that will will guide uh, these um, these interactions in the 
in the, in the different situations uh, without uh, and the logic is not also to develop in periods but to develop this culture uh, along uh, along the time to become more complex and more qualitative and not in a as, as, as i mentioned not in a linear way knowing that sometimes you um, you have to go back to to put emphasis on some of our principles sometimes you have to do uh, adjustments corrections um, but yeah it's about to develop this this collective uh, background that uh, that will 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 uh, allow that everybody has to the possibility to act according to the same idea not uh, not thinking the same thing but thinking according to the same thing yeah. a lot of the a lot of the points you touched on there and you you mentioned the word linear and i think trying to get away from that linear philosophy that linear thinking and tactical periodization allows for greater flexibility in terms of as you say if you need to go back and work on one or two of the principles or if you need to because obviously the way that it's split up and the way that it's divided as you say the morpher cycle the sort of the week i mean there's a really really fantastic point in the book you actually say um the morpher cycle for, for those that don't know it corresponds to the cycle basically between two games so either or um and this is a great phrase it says it has similarities with the next one and with all um presenting this matrix over time so from game to game this this philosophy of training isn't just geared towards one particular thing this is how we're going to behave if this one thing happens it's actually this well-rounded approach which are, which instills within the players the the ability and also the sort of mental flexibility to know what to do when these things happen and because above all i mean there's there's lots of difficult sort of phrases and as you say sometimes it can be over explained a little bit to the point where people can get a bit confused but at the end of the day the actual methodology behind it is 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 very simple and that's um and that's as you just explained is that the players aren't robots players are human beings who will behave in a certain way uh given a certain moment and you say you you talk about for example if we talk about the four strands we're talking about like attack and organization um attack and sort of transition defensive organization defensive transition those different moments on the on the pitch because if we're talking about the 90 minutes of what the training is centered around is when these different moments occur during the game the players have trained have trained in in this sort of game likeness situation so it's um yeah i mean it's it's you mentioned it a good point there about Jose Mourinho as well i've i've read a couple of bits on how sort of the further on in he went in his career he sort of maybe went off into his own uh, or, or sort of took little bits from from the philosophy but then also added some other bits and take what's already been established and maybe add something to it or strip it back a little bit also the people who helped out with this with this book where you you lean on the expertise of just great football minds and um you mentioned Carlos Carvajal who's currently uh, at Braga and he's doing some fantastic work there he was in England for a while with Sheffield Wednesday and and uh, brilliant to see that those George I just want to get your perspective on 
when you look at the differences between, say, a country like Portugal, a place that's well, it's became famous in 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 terms of how many managers Portugal produces and how many coaches. Considering you know a, a country that is around 10, 11 million, just below eleven million, you know people. Yeah. You look all across Europe, and and whether these managers use tactical periodization, which a lot of them do, or a lot of them certainly have done in the past, uh, or not, you look across. You know, at a time in in La Liga, obviously with Jose Mourinho, the Premier League, um, in Poland, I think um, Olympiacos in Greece, all these different places mm-hmm. have Portuguese coaches. And what do you think it is that a Portuguese coach? What do you think is it that instilled within them that that helps them to go on to be such successful coaches? Because, well, uh, that's that was a a kind of. Um... A kind of step forward that was that was made, uh, I'd say, like uh, uh, about around 40 years ago. Uh, also, with the, with the ideas that were developed uh, with the professor and other and other brilliant minds, like uh, like for example Carlos Queiroz, who also was uh, uh, someone that uh, that uh, that had this uh, this um, differentiated uh, mind to 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 look forward for things, to look for different ways to approach things, and um, and uh, I, I from my point of view, what differentiates this this Portuguese uh, approach and this Portuguese uh, ability to to adapt to different environments is that um, before thinking about about training and about uh, this physical logic that uh, normally guides the the the, the formations and the courses about about training. Uh, first, we are we are conscient that uh, before talking about athletes or footballers, we have to talk about uh, the human being that plays football. And to know very well this human being, um, we know that uh, this human being is not uh, as as we, as we talk is not also a linear a linear human being where where everybody is like uh, is the same where everybody will play the same way. And we know that the game, uh, in the same logic, is played by the by this human being that plays football. So uh, we try to uh, to to learn how to uh, how the human being uh, interacts with the environment, how the how the even human being re- reacts uh, to the different emotions, how the the learning process uh, can be developed, uh, uh, recognizing and and respecting this non-linear way also in learning. So um, once this uh, this conception uh, about these different uh, these different domains, uh, since the individual till the game, till the learning process, till the, the training, um, once this is uh, uh, absorbed and is um, and is uh, well understood for everyone, uh, then then the Portuguese culture is also. Um, a kind of uh, a culture that is as a past and a, a historic of uh, immigration of uh, of dealing with situations with difficulties of um, of um, having this need and this uh, this uh, this very popular uh, ability to to make uh, strengths uh, from the weaknesses from the difficulties from the difficulties, find the opportunities and not excuses to, 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 to don't do the things or to, uh, 
or to relax and and do the things just the way uh, uh, just the way probably any anyone with a, a less kind of inspiration and less kind of ambition will will do. So um, as you as you know and uh, as uh, as we've been talking. When you talk about these emotions and this human being, uh, for example, Antonio Damasio is a, a big, big reference for for our uh, for this methodology for tackle prioritization. Uh, when you talk about somatic markers, when you talk about uh, learning by doing, uh, all these all these um, uh, this knowledge and this scientific uh, evolution uh, came to give. Uh, sustainability to to this methodology that that came uh, mostly from the empiric experience of professor uh, when he going to the field he had this confrontation that the reality demand was demanding different uh, solutions from the ones that he learned in the in the conventional uh, uh, school and in conventional uh, university courses so so uh, I, I I really I really believe that is that is that um, human being emotional uh, uh, knowledge and emotional uh, connection that we are also uh, able to to implement and to develop uh, that differentiate us and uh, and uh, from what I observe from other cultures and other uh, and evolution of other training uh, training coaches and other managers in, from other countries. I see that the ones that are actually achieving more success are the ones that are, that are coming close to this to this understanding of of football and of the human being and this need to this need to be close to the player. They need to this need to uh, interact with the player to know to know them to to have this emotional connection and to, to understand the game from this logic that is played by the players, not by the coaches. So let's give them freedom with the logic where everyone can be can be connected. I think the the whole thing about human beings and that sort of human interaction, that actually, it, it reminds me, you know, Eric Dyer, who plays for Tottenham Hotspur, yeah. the, he obviously, he was he's essentially, um, he was obviously born in England but he spent his 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 formative years in in sporting in um in the academy and he he gave an interview mm. and he said because they asked him about the comparison because he went from sporting's academy and then he went on loan to Everton which is obviously the training the principles behind the training will have been completely different especially at that time and he said he said um at Sporting, they pride themselves on bringing you up as a polite and respectful person. Uh, they would never get angry with you if you missed a pass. But what they would do if they were disre- uh, but they would do if you were disrespectful to someone. And um, there was no shouting. I hear a lot of that in England. Uh, a good player for them in Portugal was someone who could understand when they made a mistake and could correct it for themselves. When I first came to England to play, I saw coaches having a go at players when they made mistakes, and they would literally be talking them through the game. In Portugal, the coach would just sit on the bench and not say a word. He'd just watch. We'd just play. It was a matter of us making mistakes and learning from them by ourselves. You understand the game a lot better in that way. You mentioned before you used the phrase them learning by doing, rather than constantly being either criticised as a footballer. You're actually helped as a as a human being. You're 
maybe given the tools to then go and correct your own mistakes. And then that when you get into a game situation, that helps you then because you know how to fix the problems. And if that, that sort of can translate into those Portuguese players who, when they're faced with a difficulty, they've got greater flexibility to be able to, to bounce back. And this all comes back to tactical periodization as well, because the whole idea behind the philosophy, as you stated before, is is to try and instill within the, we call them players, but within the human beings that these situations kind of care in Portugal compared to many other places around the world does sort of still encourage that freedom of expression and creativity. And as long as it's in the right place, do you think that that's, that's something that Portugal has like a real strength is, is that, is that coaches allow players to, while still being within a structure, express their creativity? Well, uh, I think it's, it's key uh, when you talk about uh, develop uh, uh, a football player, as we as we are talking, uh, and the and the big inspiration uh, uh, that you also have close close to you there in England is, as I said, Pep Hein, uh, which is uh, someone um, that has a, a very very uh, uh, also creative as a coach uh, approach mm-hmm. to training development and to to the of process and also in in terms of. Uh, of first team the way the way we are all actually looking to football and uh, as you said observing different countries different different leagues uh, it's time we see more um, uh, like the same tendencies the same patterns the same patterns the same uh, kind of players uh, uh, we are it's time uh, less uh, less surprised by what we see uh, we see everybody doing the same the same finding the same solutions or or, or uh, similar solutions to the situations and uh, we are not being surprised and I think it uh, also to me uh, it uh, uh, removes some kind of attraction to observe matches because I, I'm seeing every time these uh, these football teams that are uh, mechanized and are playing like the coach wants to them to play and and uh, not not playing by themselves without uh, with uh, with creativity and with uh, ability to to adjust and to 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 find different opportunities in situations and um, uh, I I'm also I also have to say that uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, very uh, happy to see that in different countries this is uh, this is this is becoming a, a uh, something that uh, that the, the federations are becoming aware and are taking consideration in the of development uh, uh, of the players and also in the coaches uh, uh, pathways and the coaches development. So um, a lot of uh, during during the past and during the last uh, decades, the, the, the training courses, uh, as as we've been talking, are, have been focused in in the muscle and physical in the uh, in the developing this uh, this fitness uh, and uh, forgetting that uh, that uh, forgetting our brain, forgetting uh, the creativity, forgetting uh, how we interact, how we learn, um, forgetting the ability, uh, as we said, to be fresh, to find different solutions. Um, and uh, well, this this uh, this interview of um, very tired is very is a very good. Uh, Example uh, of uh, our process, uh, our our process in terms of 
of global orientation should be uh, in terms of job development. Uh, the coach is someone who observes to know what, uh, uh, to see what is happening. Uh, a coach who, who talks with the player in terms of understanding who he is and who are he, what is his background, who, what is what is behind uh, his uh, his playing uh, uh, options. Uh, to uh, to guide him to to, to to know very well the player and so to have uh, an adjusted um, um, interaction with each one of the players uh, uh, but uh, the first uh, the first step to all of this is once more to recognize that the game is from the players and we are uh, in the sidelines just to facilitate their their growth and their own uh, own uh, uh, evolution and uh, and uh, an imp- uh, interaction with the game, not in a, not in a, in a way that uh, uh, I want you to learn this, I want you to do like this, but in a way that uh, I want uh, I want to help you uh, to to find new opportunities to interact and to to be a, a, a different players from from the others, not to develop. Uh, uh, players that are complete and that are uh, and that are equal to the others and that follow a pattern, but to different to promote the difference and to to make them uh, being a special player compared with the others in their own and in the individuality. The way that got my attention then when you were speaking about the coaches, you said um, it can become uh, like mechanical. Sometimes it's a little bit mechanical, and and you can you can watch matches sometimes, and it does feel like you already know what the outcome of the game is going to be because it's just one side doing this, one side doing this, and it's like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and it can remove that sort of <clears throat> creativity from it. Um, just, but, to, just, to, yeah, just to complete, just to complete yeah. it, uh, recently I was talking with Professor Victor Fraud, and I asked him, "What do you think about the this evolution of of the game in the in the recent years?" and he he just shared a sentence that I think describes very well what we are talking. Uh, he, he, talk, he, he, he said to me, evolution. But what I'm seeing is that each time there is less game uh, in the game. Each time there is, there is less this uh, adjustment, this uh, uh, creativity. Is, is everything uh, uh, closed? Is, is everything direct? Is everything controlled? And... Uh, there's there's the need to to understand that in the end this is a game and if it is a game there's a lot of uh, uh, random situations where they have uh, unpredictability to adjust uh, and uh, we as a coaches uh, we are uh, acting in a way that we are closing 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 this uh, this need to to be open and to be uh, able to adjust to to different situations and uh, as as I said uh, for example in uh, with Beth, with Pepine, I, I saw someone who, who working, for example, uh, with uh, with John Felix, Fabio Silva, Andre Silva, Gonzalo Paciencia, uh, for example, in in FC Porto, uh, situations were just to create uh, opportunities for them to explore their their uh, their uh, landscape of opportunities to to find different uh, different solutions with variability uh, and knowing that. Uh, the unsuccess of the of the action uh, is part of their development is is part of their 
discovered process to find the uh, a creative solutions to the situation and an individual solution to the situation. I think, yeah, I think it's just just to take like that point that you mentioned there about Vito Frad and talking about the becoming a little bit more condensed, a bit more controlled and less time. Um, who knows what the next what the next 10, 15 years will, will bring to us in, in football, but it's changed and the football in Portugal has changed and obviously the, the landscape of of the for the Sao has, has changed in terms of the Sao and and um, even at like youth level and seeing obviously the success that Portugal internationally never really had in terms of at eight out of eight uh, European Championships that Portugal have qualified for the group stage, um, but didn't didn't actually qualify for the European Championship until nineteen eighty four. And then had a big gap from 1984, from 1984 to 1996. And then 1996, then missed the World Cup in 1998. And so it's very fragmented. But then you see when you hit sort of 2000, and you just to come back, because you mentioned a, a, a man, a legend, uh, when you spoke about Queiroz. So then yeah. you've then got to speak about how his influence for, say, the 1989 and 1991 World Youth Championships, and now they call it, I think, like the Under-20 World Cup, um, that that sort of team and those ideas and those principles and how that team then went on into, let's say, 2000 and, and you know, the golden generation. Um, but, yeah, I think interesting to see where football is heading. Um, I think next, it's it's diff, it's difficult to predict. Um which is, as you say, it's a game. Sometimes the, the well, best thing about football we, is we, we must be optimistic. We must be optimistic. But what what we are, uh, what I am observing and uh, sharing with some, with people that are close to me and also with Professor Victor Fraud, uh, the tendency uh, is not uh, is not that positive in terms of of this diversity that that we that we we would like to have and that uh, I think would be positive for football. But um, but we, we must be uh, optimistic optimistic and uh, as 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 we mentioned uh, the federations uh, each time are becoming more aware of this of this need to to promote creative players to promote the difference and not the the, the similarity so so let's be let's be optimistic and let's, let's <laughs> also hope that uh, that uh, uh, in in top level. Uh, People, people also start uh, starts respecting this diversity and starts uh, giving more uh, the game to the players uh, and uh, not so dependent, not so dependent of, of controlling things and of, of being the, the protagonist of the game. And like like sometimes the coaches have this have, have this tendency, yeah. Control, yeah, and I mean it all. The the optimism and the positivity all stems from from the work people like yourself do. As you say, you, you mentioned at the top of the the top of the program, technical director of, of FC Barcelona. I mean, a, an institution, uh, you know, a grand, you know, an example for many football clubs, especially over the past 10, 15 years of 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 how to be a football club how to be more than just the team but to, to, to go on the on, yeah. on the moth the philosophy and and um what in terms of your work as the technical director i know you're working remotely at the moment um you're, yeah. you're back in porto if i'm right when you're backing in the mix is that is that working with did you say it was working with the academies abroad or so what does it involve 
well uh, of course uh, for for someone that is inspired by creativity and by learning process of football players barcelona um, was always like a, a dream for me uh, since i was with the, with the academy here in in porto and then uh, i traveled to barcelona to, to also uh, do complementary studies and the, the UEFA licenses there and I had the opportunity to to be invited to, to join the, the Barcelona Academy, uh, which now I'm technical director of one of the academies uh, in, in concrete. But after, uh, before that, I also was in in Barcelona working uh, with the, with the, uh, well the the of the of players of the club, and uh, well that was an opportunity for me to to learn with with top people and. Uh, close to me with the same kind of um, uh, same style of uh, uh, um, how how can I say same style of uh, uh, worries about about uh, about the development of football players in in this in this uh, mm -hmm. differentiated differentiated approach not thinking the same way uh, as I think but with with a with a with a similar logic and a similar uh, preoccupations, so so yeah, that was a, that was a, an opportunity for me to to be close to the to some of the of, of brilliant guys that also uh, that also uh, inspired me in terms of looking to these variability field situations in terms of uh, finding uh, rich contexts for the players to explore, uh, and I was a bit. I was a bit afraid before joining them that I was look, uh, going to to be with someone uh, or some context that will be too close in terms of developing a certain way of playing. But I, I found that um, that it was not like this. It was it was about to promote this diversity and this variability. So it was uh, a very good opportunity for me to 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 keep learning with uh, with some of the of the top minds in in of development and also with a brilliant genius like is Paco Seiro to yeah not being too preoccupied with one particular playing style but developing the players with those same curiosities and preoccupations that you had well george first of all i, I we've talked a lot i've talked more, more more of your time than i thought i would um <laughs> so i apologize i know you're very uh, pleasure, busy, but... to, pleasure to hear also someone that is that is thinking in this uh in this way about football and uh, and uh, as, as i said I, i'm happy that i have to see more and more people uh uh worried 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 really about football and about uh, creativity which is uh, something that really inspires me and i, I i'm here uh, to interact not also not only to talk but to also learn from from you so thank you yeah no 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 problem at all it's been my pleasure um i've really enjoyed it in terms of the the book the book, where can you tell people if can we still purchase a copy for people who are listening who may want to? Because I know it's it was originally mm -hmm. in English, in Spanish, and also in Portuguese, if I'm right. Exactly. It was it was part of my uh, master thesis uh, in Barcelona University. And uh, and uh, so it was first in, in Spanish, and then Vitor Fraz invited me to publish it as a book. So it was first in. In Spanish and translated to both Portuguese and, and English. Uh, so, as uh, as we mentioned, um, the book is called "The Pattern Morphocycle Sustainability: The Tactical Periodization Model Cell." And uh, recently, 
here in Porto, uh, it was created the, the brand uh, Tactical Perdivation by Vitor Fraud to to have official uh, formation on it uh, because, uh, as we said, a lot of people was talking about it uh, and talking with a lot of misconceptions and a lot of, of mistakes. So it was a, it, it is an official book of this methodology uh, recommended by Victor Fraud and people can can perfectly uh, find it on Tattoo Participation by Victor Fraud website and also uh, if uh, if uh, uh, you write the name in a, in a, in a, like in Google, let's say uh, you can uh, you can also find it in the editor in the editorial the editorial which is mcsports.s because uh, well I know that uh, it's not easy to find it on Amazon because of of some transportation issues, but the uh, by Vitor Fraud uh, website it can be also by by email there uh, people can can ask for it yeah. Brilliant, and, and as I say, if if anyone's listening, and they um they want to purchase a copy, and they they, they struggling to find it, or, or or maybe looking in the right wrong place, they can send send us a message over to Prosim and we'll make sure the the message gets over to to George. We've got uh, your email, so that's no no problem at all. Right, well that sort of um brings us to the end of our interview. I've as I say, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I'd like to speak again in the future just on football and and tactics and, and where we think football may be in the next five years. But let's, as you say, uh, we'll end by, let's be positive. <laughs> as you say, we be optimistic about the future. And um, yeah, a big, a big well done as well to, for all the, the work that you've put in and, and the position that you've got yourself to now, because um, again, it's just a, a credit to, to yourself and also um, to the sport that someone is in such a prominent position as you are, who's got those, ideals and and those you know that, that that philosophy so um thank you for joining me today i've been aaron barton i've been joined by george Reis. thank you very much for taking the time out to do this and um we'll speak soon thank you aaron brilliant uh, it was a pleasure for me uh ciao. Un abrazo. Ciao, aaron.